Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. How good was the message last week, or the, the panel that we had? It was so, it was so cool having Pastor Bob and, and Don. If, if some of y'all missed out last week, uh, we talked about singleness and dating, but wisdom, wisdom throughout that. And um, we had some, some people that have, you know, lived a little bit longer and had had have lived this faith journey out a little longer and we gained some insight on on just dating and also singleness and how to work through that and it was great it was a fun time um love that pastor bob kept it pretty light um and i love that and i love i just i really love their transparency though as well and the wisdom that they brought and um the truth, truth is whatever season you're in, whether you're single or you're dating, um, God, God is in the midst, and it's it's those seasons are meant to be enjoyed, not endured. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a big difference. Yeah. So um, there's there's something significant in store. What with whatever season you're in, and and God with God in the middle of it, um, He'll bless you. Amen. So you ready for the word tonight? Yeah. yeah. All right, if you have your Bibles with you, I don't have my Bible up here somewhere. I think it's, um, oh, here it is. I got it. But um, we're going to be turning to Proverbs. Everybody say Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And we're going to be starting in verse 20. Just doing two verses tonight. But God can speak no matter how many verses we read. Amen? <laughs> two verses. All right. Verse 20 reads, From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So in other words, the product of your life will depend highly upon the words that you speak. Your words carry power of bringing life or death which is crazy to think about, but it is true. So as a side note, um, we want our words to produce good fruit on our tree. Yeah. If, we, if we live a life and if we were to view it as, as a tree, we want to bear good fruit, not bad fruit, yeah. because God has trouble using spoiled fruit. Wow. So tonight I want to preach a sermon entitled Sticks and stones. Somebody say sticks and stones. But I'm I'm believing in the next few moments that we will gain a better understanding of the importance of our words and uh, the power that they hold in the Word of God. Sound good? Alrighty, let's pray together. Lord, we invite your Spirit in this place again. God, change me, oh God, change us. Lord, I just pray that we could really remember the importance of our words and what we speak over ourselves, but also over the people that are in our worlds, God. I just pray that you bless this time. We thank you that you're in all of it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 So we've all heard this saying, sticks and stones will... Um, what is it? <laughs> well, mine, 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 went, mine went blank for a second. Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt. And I've heard it so much that I forgot it. It's crazy. No, but we, we've heard that a lot when we were younger, right? Has anyone heard that? I think everyone in the room has heard it. But 
I don't, I don't think it's always true, to be honest. If you really think about it, I think that sometimes words, in fact, hurt more than sticks and stones. I know that I've, I've found that in my own life. That sometimes in my life I would have felt better with the idea of getting hit by a stick or a stone than rather um, hearing words that really cut at the core of me. But words can sometimes, they can leave a lasting scar, and a scar bigger than any physical harm could ever bring. And I've learned that throughout life, and I realize we are, we're getting into the thick of it right now. I know it's kind of a heavy subject, but bear with me, like there's hope at the end of the tunnel. So stay with me. You guys, you guys good so far? Yeah. Good. Okay. Growing up, um, I'll be honest, I had a lot of trouble in school. I was just like a mess in school. I had trouble just focusing. I, was, I wasn't ever tested for ADD, but I'm pretty sure I have it. Um, I diagnosed myself, pretty sure I have it because I was so easily distracted by everything. And um, biggest subject I had struggle, struggles with was math in general. So I was just like, man, cannot do it. Is anyone a math whiz in the room, anybody? God bless you. That is not that is not my gifting. But I'm glad that you're around because we need you. We really do. God bless you guys. But I, I could be in the middle of counting, literally, and I would just be like thinking about other things while I'm counting. Or the teacher would be like, okay, cool. This is how you use this theory. This is how you work out this problem. And I'd be like listening and I'd miss like, you know, it only takes like one step to miss. And then you yeah. don't know how to, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You don't know how to answer the problem correctly and I'll just be lost and because of that because I get distracted all the time I'd be behind and people would be like what's wrong with this kid I'm just like don't judge me like, don't look at me um, but it was it was just kind of it was a struggle for me through throughout school and I, rem- I remember one specific time um, we were working on this math worksheet and um, there was this one popular kid in the class, there's always that one kid, and everyone loved him, everyone thought he was funny, and he was good at math, big surprise. And I was sitting at his table, I'm working on worksheet, you know, everyone's getting done within like 30 minutes, and I'm like second to last to finish because there was another episode where like I missed one step, and it was just like, teacher didn't have time to tell me, so I was like lost, I was like, all right, I'll just figure it out. It's like second to last, maybe last to finish, and as I'm like trying to finish it up and just struggle through it, the popular kid in the class is like, like, what is wrong with you? Like in silence. Like, and everyone's like, yeah, what is wrong with him? Everyone's looking at me and just like, oh, wow. And I was just quiet. And then what he said after that was, uh, it was pretty damaging, but he was just kind of like, what are you, stupid? Like, and he just said that right off the bat. And I was, I was younger, right? So before that moment, I was probably like, you know, in the middle of class thinking about skateboarding and playing Halo. Shout out to everybody that plays Halo. But like, that was, that's what I was like worried about. And that's what I was distracted on. And like, once he said that, I was just like, man, if only you knew the struggle. Like, you know what I mean? Just because I learned differently doesn't mean that you're better than me or that I'm unintelligent or stupid. It's just I learn differently. Um, And it was 
is an interesting thing, but someone else that struggled through school was uh, Thomas Edison. And I was reading about him, although we, we know Edison is one of the greatest inventors of American history, he didn't, he didn't start there on the top. When he was younger, he struggled. And uh, he had one teacher that would just often get frustrated with him because he asked so many questions and he had different learning style than everyone else. And his teacher basically said that Edison was deficient or not smart, mixed up in the head. It's basically what he said to Edison. And Edison said uh, at one point, as I was reading this, they quoted him and, and he said, My, um, I remember I used to never be able to get along at school. I was always at the foot, like the bottom of the class. I used to feel that the teachers did not sympathize with me and that my father thought I was stupid. Edison's mother ended up taking him out of that schoolhouse and he was homeschooled by his mother. And later on in life, Edison um, said this, my mother was the making of me. She was so true, so sure of me. And I felt I had something to live for. Someone I must not disappoint. And the encouraging words from his mother set him up for his future. Through the actions and through the words that he spoke, she spoke over his life, caused him to, to succeed in life. I say all that tonight because there is great power in your words. And I didn't mention it earlier, but I had an amazing family that, you know, they helped me as well. Just because I learned differently, whatever, doesn't, didn't mean that that had to be I didn't, I, it didn't mean I have to, had to be a, a statistic. I, I, could, I could overcome and, you know, I, I had A's and B's and stuff from that moment on and um, it, it was hard, but I got through it because of my family and I had positive people in my life. I had encouragement. And um, words can bring life or death in every situation and it's our choice what we will pick. How we choose to speak is up to us. Proverbs 18 makes it pretty clear that words play a huge role in the trajectory of our life. So tonight, I want to give us a few thoughts on what our words should include. You guys ready for them? So if you're taking notes tonight, when it comes to your words, encouragement should be the highest priority. I'm going to say it again. Encouragement should be the highest priority. That should be the first thing on the tip of our tongue, encouragement. Are you lifting others up or are you tearing them down with your words? Are you cutting or are you lifting others up? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. In the ESV it says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Have encouragement on the tip of your tongue. Share words that will benefit others. Does anyone have that, just out of curiosity, does anyone have that friend that's like always positive in every situation? Is there anybody? It's like three people, okay, sweet. Um, That is my mother, I will tell you, like that is my mom. And hey, don't get me wrong, I love my mom. But sometimes it's like, she's so positive that it's like gets frustrating. But But in the best way, you know what I mean? It's like, man, why are you always positive? Like, seriously, can you just like be negative? Like, I've never heard her ever say a negative comment, ever. Like, ever. It's, it's crazy. And I love my mom for that. 
but like I'd be in school and you know we would have like performances in high school, middle school and high school and stuff, and I I would play guitar or I would be singing or something, I'd be in the choir, and I'd be like, she'd she'd see me after the performance, she'd be like, so I, I mean it was great, like, did you did you have fun? I was like, yeah, I'm like a perfectionist. So I was like, yeah, but I messed up that one chord in the chorus and. You know, I'm just frustrated because I, I know that chord and I should have played it correctly. And she's just like, hey, well, at least you didn't play two chords wrong. <laughs> or worse, three. And I'm like, mom, like, let me just have my moment. Like, I'm frustrated. Let me have my moment. And she's just always so positive. And I love that, though. And we can take that on, right? We could be a person that's just like, all right, cool, I'm always gonna see high ground in a situation that might seem like all I can see is my feet. I'm gonna choose to, to look at the high ground, positivity, not negativity. I'm gonna encourage, I'm gonna lift people up, not tear them down. Is this helping anyone? Yeah. Just be a body of believers that, that live life that way. You know, when I look into the book of Acts, talks about the Apostle Paul and later on, later on his relationship with Barnabas. But before that, in Acts 9, we see Saul's conversion, meeting God on the road to Damascus and becoming the Apostle Paul. His life has changed forever. He encounters God and becomes a follower of Jesus. And think of how many people would have viewed him after that moment. Because before that, he was persecuting Christians all day long, right? We know a little bit about Paul. He was, he was persecuting Christians, and that was his thing. He was passionate about it. And then he encounters God, and he's changed forever from the inside out, and people are expected to just kind of trust him all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? It would have been a little hard, right? It would have been kind of difficult to be like, well, I heard about you. I heard really bad things about you. Right. It's kind of hard for me, you know, at first glance to just kind of trust you now and you're for me now. I thought, I thought you were against me. That's what I've heard for a long time. But the cool thing about all of this later on in Acts chapter 11, starting verse 25, we see Barnabas. Barnabas is a homie, like, He's helping him out. I loved it. Like, Barnabas was like, um, hey, I'm going to rally alongside you and help you. And it's really cool. And in verse 25, so Acts chapter 11, verse 25 says, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So that was the that was the first time that they that followers of Jesus were called Christians. The church of Antioch. That's so cool to me. But God sent Paul a helper, right? And it's really cool. It's really cool to see that. And I wonder if there's someone in your life that that you could rally alongside and encourage and walk on whatever journey they're on and make it a team effort. Champion others, promote others, encourage others, share a God word that, that they can apply to their lives. If, you, if you're taking notes, I'd love for you to write this down. 
encouraging someone <coughs> takes just as long as tearing someone down. Wow. Encouraging someone takes just as long as tearing someone down. So choose to be generous with a word of encouragement. Despite Paul's past, God uses him in a massive way. But even better, God sends him a helper, like I said earlier, but to help him with ministry. It's so cool. It's an amazing story, and that's, that's what's really cool about it. Is that the, the coolest part about it is that Barnabas, his name, actually translates to son of encouragement. Wow. Like, that's, that's what his name means. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Let's take on the attitude of Barnabas. Let's be a son or a daughter of encouragement. Wherever we go, amen? Amen. So first thought, encouragement should be the highest priority. Second thought tonight, believe and confess the right things over your life. Choose words that will bring you closer to God. Speak life over yourself. Don't speak death. Somebody say, speaking life is nourishment for the soul. Is nourishment for the soul. So speaking life is nourishment for the soul. Let's speak words that bring nourishment to others. Because you never know what someone's going through, right? It could be that someone is struggling with self-image. There might be some people in this room that could be struggling with that just they look at themselves in the mirror and they just don't like what they see and they pick themselves apart inch by inch but what does the bible say about that you're made in his image you're not enough but that's okay but he's enough so you're enough because he's enough and he's alive in you amen you're made in his image he's he's pleased with what he sees because he made you someone might be struggling with Negative thoughts. God has a specific plan and purpose for your life. Maybe it's doubt. Bring your faith in God through every circumstance. You might be feeling inadequate. He uses insignificant people to, you, to, to do amazing things. It's all throughout the Bible. All throughout the Bible. And sometimes we might feel this disbelief in achieving great things. But I know because... The word of God says that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Come on, does, that, does anyone get excited about that? Like we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. With God, it's possible. I think that, I know it's a little quiet, but I think that we should give him some praise in this place. Just because, can we give him a hand real fast that, that he's enough? He really is. He's enough. Now, Psalm 141 verse 3, it says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let me ask you a question. Do we serve a good God? It's good. You answered correctly so far. Is there darkness in God? No. Because he is good, right? He's good, which he is, and that, that would mean that he is light as well. And light does not tolerate darkness because light drives out darkness. So if we ask God to keep watch and guard over our lips, only good things are going to come from God. 
Only good things from God will come out. I hope this is helping someone tonight because it's definitely helping me. <laughs> Preaching to myself just as much as everyone in this room. We live in a society and culture where it's pretty normal to just kind of tear each other apart and just, you know, people just think it's normal, but it's, it's really not. I think we've just become desensitized to it. Just like, you know, like comments on a YouTube video or on your Facebook. Any social media platform, all of this is happening. I was talking to my buddy Aaron. Does anyone know Aaron in the back here? Yeah, I was talking to Aaron the other day, and it's just like, man, people are so quick to just like cyber bully and bring discouragement than to encourage on social media. Like, but we, we need to be a body of believers that bring encouragement at the forefront because the wrong type of speech will cripple people. Yeah. It really will. Yeah. We have to be careful with our tongue. Write this down. It's easy to say something without thinking of the, pot the potential consequences. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say something without thinking of the potential consequences. Sometimes you say out something out loud that could mean absolutely nothing to you but it could crush someone else's spirit in just an instant in just an instant it might not mean anything to you and you just you're generous with your words in the wrong way and it crushes them but you might not even know it might even not might not even know how long they they will carry that so let's be careful we tend to you know wear words that other people have said or have said about us or or to us we just we wear them it's hard they're hard to forget but i'm with you tonight to say not on our watch seriously not on our, it doesn't have to be that way you don't need to carry the weight of those words any longer because god god is here and we have his word we have this to follow and what he says about us is in here and it's all good things, right? We just talked about that earlier. Yeah. He's not a part of darkness. It's good. It's light. Yeah. And it's, it's nourishment for our souls. Yeah. So listen to God in, in your vertical relationship with him instead of the negativity that is around in your horizontal relationships. You know, the, the, hor the, the relationships that, that we have in this life, some of them might be negative. But listen to your vertical relationship with God more. In the horizontal. Yeah. The old saying of sticks and stones is true when we listen to the word of truth. Be encouraged by his word and let that overflow out of your life. Yeah. A son and daughter of encouragement. Words will never hurt if we're rooted in this. If we know and memorize what God says in this book, then we're going to be all right. We're going to be secure, yeah. like we've said in the past, secure in every season. Because we know what our God says about us and how much he loves us and how we are enough in him. Amen? Amen. You receive that word tonight? Yes. All righty, let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word, Lord. 
And we thank you for the words that are in the Bible, God, the truth that you have for us, the truth that you're speaking over us, Jesus. And I just pray that you would ignite a fire in us, God, that we would go search more for your word, God, what you say about us in your Bible, that we would, that we would read the Bible and really just take on the principles, Lord, and learn more about you. And we love you and we thank you for this time. And it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.